Do you hear uh, friends talk about credit cards a lot on campus? I literally don't talk about money with anyone. Welcome to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood. I'm Gene Natalis, co-founder and CEO of Troutwood. Today's episode, we're going to take a question on credit cards. Arouge, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Gene. Thanks for having me. No, my pleasure, Rouge. I appreciate your questions and just knowing in our Slack dialogue for the week, this is a topic that was important to you and that you wanted to discuss with the community. Uh, I'm curious for a little bit of the background, why? Well, so today's topic is going to be all about credit cards. And the reason why I wanted to know is because a lot of what we do in like the world to buy things like a house, you need to have a good line of credit. How do you develop that? How do you manage your credit card? Things like that. I've never been told this. No one in school tells me, like, this is how you should do things. So might as well get the answer here. But Aruj, what year in school are you right now? I'm a junior in college. I want to bridge. You said something important that I want to bridge. And that was, if, if I want to buy a home, I need a good line of credit. And that's because we don't pay cash for a home in most cases. We don't, you know, use Apple Pay and now I own a home. Uh, we have to get a line of credit. Which, what, what is a line of credit, Arush? So a line of credit is like for a bank to know that you are a trustworthy person to lend money to so that you aren't just taking like a million dollars from a bank and just going spending it on some like gambling, for example. You're actually using that money to invest into so a thing like a house or business, whatever. And you are trustworthy enough so that you give them, uh, like start paying it back. And, and what links a credit card in your mind to that important decision of buying a home down the road? Why do you view as a junior in college this this credit card decision as so impactful? Because if I don't start now, I'm not going to have a solid enough credit score to, when it comes to buying a house. I don't know how soon that will be. But if I start like a week before, the bank rates, yes, they might give me uh, a loan or or like a mortgage or whatever, but the rates for me will be a lot higher than if I had 10 years of prior really good credit scores. Well, I've just, I want to share some quick stats on college students and credit cards. 57% of college students have a credit card. The average number of credit cards for those 57% of students is five. I was surprised by that number. And one in five of those college student credit card holders hold just one credit card. Aruj, do you know many of your, your friends on campus that carry a credit card? Or do you hear much chatter about, oh, do you have a credit card to, to grab dinner tonight? Majority of the people I know usually just use our like meal plan on campus. Or if we go out somewhere, we're always using our debit cards. There's never a need for a credit card because it adds that unnecessary level of stress and stigma behind using a credit card, especially for a young person who doesn't have a stable amount of income. And am I correct in, in assuming the reason you use the word stress is because using that credit card comes with the bill later that month that you have to repay the balance? Mm -hmm. That is that is correct. So, so Rouge, what is the, let's, I think credit cards is, it's a big conversation. Um, I'll take that, take those college statistics up a notch to the national level. Half of Americans keep a balance on their credit card, which means half of Americans are unable or choose not to pay their balance every 
month. That's fairly damaging when you pair that with the average interest rate on a credit card of a 19.2%. How do you view credit cards today in lieu of that statistic? So that is definitely something that I'm worried about because like, I know that I am well-educated in finances. I've, I'm going to school for finance in itself, but I don't necessarily know how to well-manage a credit card, for example. I don't know if like if anything happens and I need to make a big purchase with a credit card, like what happens then? What like what are my options? Things like that. I don't even know where to begin with getting a credit card. So Rouge, for this episode then, let's pick pick three. And that can be number one if you'd like. Let's pick three credit card questions you have. Let's answer them and then we'll carry on this discussion in uh, part two. Okay. Yeah, that works. So my first question I'll just say is like, where do I get started with the credit card? There's a lot of credit card options. So let's narrow the noise and try to simplify that decision. My opinion and my personal recommendation with credit cards is to look for a card that comes with rewards of some kind that you would use. And I say that because I'm going to assume that our student audience is not going to be statistically average. We're going to assume that our audience pays their credit card balance in full every month. They're not going to be generating a minus 19.2% that investment return on our, our any unpaid balance. No, no, no. They're going to be paying it in full every month, which makes the credit card a tool. Because if you paid in full every month, you can get small benefits in the forms of rewards or points, uh, maybe a, a store or a hobby, call it travel of your choosing. So a credit card used wisely is a very powerful tool in your financial toolkit. A credit card used improperly uh, is one of the most damaging forms of credit. It is the most damaging form of credit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like when I was researching credit cards from personal like research, uh, I came across a term of like annual fees. How does that deal with credit cards? You you want to make sure there's no annual fee on, on your credit card. Uh, let's just keep that. That simple, that straightforward, select a credit card with no annual fee, the end. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, how do I know which one's a good one? Like you, like you were speaking about is I go get something with benefits. I uh, like pay back in full every month, but how do I know it's still a good one? You know, like I can go to a big bank or I can just go get one from like a different place, you know? So how can I differentiate between those two? I think that's a personal choice. And again, working under the assumption that our audience is going to pay their credit card in full every month, pick your favorite hobby. If you like camping, maybe the REI credit card. If you like travel, find one that you can you know, directly use for airline miles and as many airline miles as you can get. So as long as there's no annual fee, uh, I think you have a lot of flexibility the part that I'm not mentioning, Arouge, and let's call this the what if I can't repay my balance in full, is you have to be cognizant of the APR, the annual percent rate that the credit card um, applies after the typical 12-month grace period. Uh, read the small print. There's not a chance I read the small print You know, years ago as a college student doing that. So be cognizant of that grace period and the interest rate that kicks in afterwards 
uh, if there is any chance of you being unable to repay that credit card. Uh, Arush, one kind of a kind of a, a kind of a concluding thought on on this topic because you, you know prior to a mistake occurring, probably most people assume, well, I'm not going to make a mistake. This sounds great. I'm going to go find one that gives me, you know, tons of airline miles or tons of camping equipment or maybe a sporting event. It's the temptation of a credit card that can get out of control or maybe that unexpected, you know, loss of income. And now I'm using the credit card, you know, past my means. That's when it can become a trap. Here's one very important thing for our student audience. When you get your first credit card, it's not unlimited capital. Most credit cards, you'll get $500 at that, that starting amount. So there is a process. There are some safety measures built into the early part of getting a credit card, but it still falls on us, the individual, to not make credit card mistakes. Do you feel a little better, Rouge, after raising the first question on credit cards? I definitely I definitely do just because now I know that, Hey, I like, I'm able to go get a credit card and I'm not going to be like drowning in debt my whole life. You know, I have some solution. I have some way of thinking about it that, that can definitely help me personally. And like other people I know learn, Hey, let's not impulse buy. And if I am impulse buying, let's see if I have enough money to do that and pay it in full so that I'm not going over, like, let's say spending a million dollars when I only have a thousand dollars in my bank. Mm-hmm. Aruj, as we wrap up this episode, I'd like you to share the story that you shared with me, why you wanted to talk about this topic. Uh, what was, what was the impetus for saying, Gene, can we talk about credit cards? So the reason why I wanted to do that is someone at work was talking about credit cards and like, it wasn't in a good manner. It was in the manner of there's millions of Americans who get uh, get themselves a credit card. And what they do is essentially spend a lot and they don't necessarily know the repercussions that come with a credit card. They rack on this high interest rate and to pay it off, they might get another credit card and start paying that off. Now they have to pay two credit cards and the debt just keeps piling and piling and you're not necessarily able to dig yourself out of that unless you get a significant helper or significant cash from somewhere because it's just like 19% you said that's an incredible number you know mm-hmm. i i personally don't have that much money coming in if i get a credit card and i spend way over my limit i'm probably not going to get out of that for a very 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 long time aruj i appreciate that and i hear you uh, my challenge to you as we prepare to do a follow-up episode to this conversation, let's both do some homework. Let, let's really dive into second-level questions now as we've addressed your your first round of concerns. And I'll also throw that, that same question out to our audience. If you have a credit card concern or a question you would like us to address, please don't hesitate to reach out. Arush, thank you. This was fun. Thank you, Gene. Thank you for tuning in to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood.